0: Please take your Bibles or a pew Bible and turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy. Once again, Deuteronomy chapter 5, 5th book of Moses chapter 5. We're looking at just one verse today, verse 11. So we continue in our series uh, on the Ten Commandments. Today we're looking at the third commandment. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 11 Let's hear with open ears what God has to say to his people today. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. I'm sure you'll remember the familiar story of uh, Moses the shepherd with his flock of sheep in the wilderness, when he saw a strange sight, a bush ablaze, a bush on fire, burning, and yet it was not consumed. It's one of the most mysterious and illuminating moments in the Scriptures, Moses' experience at the burning bush, when he heard for the first time the, the name of the Lord. Do you remember Moses had, had led his flock to Mount Horeb, and years later he would lead another flock to this very same mountain, the people of Israel. Mount Horeb is Mount Sinai, where God's people received the covenant, received the ten words, the ten commandments. And it's at this very place, uh, Mount Horeb or Mount Sinai, Moses heard. God's name spoken out of the midst of the fire. I am who I am, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. As we think about the first or third commandment together today, we, we need to understand at the very beginning that God's names are a big deal. Names in scripture are incredibly significant. They not only tell stories, they they not only root people and families and communities and define relationships in scripture, names express the, the very essence of someone's Identity. And so I'd like us to consider the third commandment, which calls us positively to honor the name. To honor the name above every name. And we're going to consider it in two parts this morning. First, the meaning of the third commandment. And then secondly, the warning attached to the third commandment. I think if we if we were to do a little exercise, and we were we were told to come up with our own list of ten commandments, your own ten rules for life, ten words to live by. I, I'm not sure that this particular commandment would make many of our lists. The, the first commandment forbids having other gods before the face of God. That, that makes sense. The second commandment forbids worshiping the right God, the wrong way. And that makes sense to us too. But if we're honest, when it comes to the third commandment, it might sound less like a, a, a foundational principle and, and more like just a good reminder to watch what we say. Think about it. If you had to come up with a list of commandments that would sum up the most important permanent universally binding and applicable laws of all, what would make your list? No other gods, first commandment, perhaps? Do not not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Perhaps those things would make most lists. But I wonder if most of us would include the third commandment concerning God's name. We might even be tempted to ask the question uh, that we find in, in, in Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. What, what's in a name? After all, we can call a rose by any other name and it smells just as sweet. So what's the big deal? What's in a name? Although today we tend to treat names as really little more than labels... This is not how God's name works at all. In fact, the Bible's answer to the question, what's in the name, is everything. And that's no exaggeration. Everything is bound up with the fame and the glory of God's name. The Psalms reflect this again and again. Just listen to a few verses. Psalm 8, verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, How majestic is your name in all the earth. Psalm 103 verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Psalm 113 verse 3. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. In other words, everything in all the earth, everything in me, everything in time And space is bound up with the fame of this name, according to the psalms. The psalmist even goes as far as to say, You have exalted above all things your name and your word. And so it should come as no surprise to us that when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray and what to pray for, that the very first thing he teaches us to pray is, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It's the first petition because it is of preeminent concern. And this is what the third commandment is all about. It prohibits taking the name of the Lord in vain. But what does that mean? What does it mean, really, to take the name of the Lord? It's often assumed that the third commandment just tells us to watch what we say. You know, don't don't swear, don't use God's name as a curse word, watch your OMGs. In other words, the third commandment is often reduced to our speech, saying or not saying certain things. But that, that understanding of the third commandment is terribly mistaken. It's profoundly deficient. Now, the third commandment certainly includes what we say. It certainly includes the prohibition of verbal profanity, like blurting out God's name in a moment of anger, speaking God's name without reverence. But it's about so much more. The third commandment encompasses the totality of our lives. And that's not an exaggeration to put it that way. The third commandment includes nothing, nothing less than the totality of our lives. Everything we say, everything we do, everywhere we go, everything is in view. Daniel Block, one of the commentators that I've been relying on as we go through the book of Deuteronomy. He's got several different books on Deuteronomy and a lot of helpful material. He he says regarding the third commandment that it literally translates as, you shall not bear or you shall not carry the name of the Lord emptily. Now to bear the name of the Lord means to claim him as one's God, And to accept the role of representing him. This this language of bearing the name, it actually comes from from ancient idioms for, for branding. As a master would put his name upon his subjects, that's where the idea of bearing or taking the name comes from. You see, the issue that the third commandment is dealing with is the status of God's people. As a people who belong to the Lord. And so it includes sins of speech. But taking the name of the Lord is not merely a matter of what we do or do not say. At its heart, the third commandment says we must not claim God as our God. And then live lives that misrepresent him. That's what, this, that's what it means to take God's name in vain. To bear it worthlessly. To, to claim to be his and then misrepresent who he is. And that means it's possible to take God's name in vain without ever opening your mouth. But don't you think don't you think there's a tendency to recognize how the first and second commandments show us our sin? But when we get to the third commandment, we we might just be a little bit. Tempted to think, whew, okay, I'm okay with this one. I, I don't use God's name inappropriately. I speak of him reverently. I, I can check this one off. I'm okay here. I'm not so sure. I'm not so, so sure we are okay here. God's name, you see, it can't be reduced to a series of Sounds. God's name cannot be reduced to a series of letters in a particular order. God's name is is full of content. It communicates his character. It is rich with meaning because it represents his his reputation. His name includes his, his presence and his character and his power and his blessing and expresses who he is. And brothers and sisters, this is, this is the name, this is the identity, this is the presence, this is the blessing that God places upon you and everything that you do. You carry his name with you wherever you go. This, this is the name that you are called to bear as one who has been baptized into the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You bear the name. You carry it with you wherever you go. His name is written all over your life. I think it's also worth noting uh, that in Numbers chapter 6, after the Lord gives instruction to Aaron and to the priests, how they're supposed to bless God's people. You remember the, the familiar ironic benediction that we hear so often. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Those are familiar words. But do you know what the next verse says? Verse 27 says, so shall they, that's the priest, so shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. It's a needed reminder that sometimes we think of the benediction as a prayer, and it's not really a prayer. It's a divine blessing pronounced over God's people. And Numbers chapter 6, verse 27 is reminding us that every time a benediction is pronounced over God's people, God is... As it were, replacing his name upon his people. And that comes with tremendous blessing, but also the responsibility of representing that name before the world. And so think about this. We we not only bear God's name as the result of our baptism we bear God's name as a result of God's benediction in our lives, which he places on us week after week after week. Every time we come together, God's name is placed upon us in covenant blessing. It's not just that the Christian life begins with the name giving ceremony, but every worship service ends with the placement of God's name upon his people, marking them out as his own As we are then sent forth and called to go out and represent him to bear the name of the Lord in the world. That is what the third commandment is is really all about. Bearing the name. And so the third commandment does not simply require us to watch what we say. To bear or carry this name does not involve less than that. But it involves so much more than that. So much more than just what we say. It includes the totality of our lives. It includes the way that you live in public. It includes the way that you live in private. It includes the way that you conduct yourself at work. It includes the way you treat your family members. It includes the way that you talk to strangers on a day-to-day basis. And that is a profound challenge, isn't it? because it is so, so easy for us to compartmentalize our lives and to live and act and speak a certain way around one group and to live and act and speak in another way around a different group. But the third commandment is reminding God's people that we bear the name of the Lord before everyone. Nothing Nothing escapes the all-encompassing reach of this commandment concerning God's holy name. And the New Testament, far from doing away with this commandment, far from abolishing it or setting it aside, the New Testament adds clarity and content to the meaning and significance of the third commandment for the Christian life. Think about the Apostle Paul in a place like Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, when he says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now, just as an aside, don't miss the significance of Paul speaking of the name and identifying the Lord Jesus with that name it's really hip and cool and trendy right now among biblical scholars to make a, an argument that the early church did not believe that Jesus was God and that was the that was a later imposition of christian theologians who you know eventually won out and um, claimed the high ground of christian orthodoxy and so forth well here here's the apostle paul that that idea is just nonsense Here's the Apostle Paul very clearly identifying the Lord Jesus with the name. He shares, he's identified with the name of the Father and of the Holy Spirit. And Paul is saying we do, we're to do everything with a view to him. As Paul, Paul is applying here the third commandment to the Christian life. And he's saying, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of. Of the Lord Jesus means that Jesus is the source of your doing. Because apart from him we can do nothing. And Jesus is the reason for your doing. Because everything is from him and for him. But don't miss the scope of what Paul says. Whatever you do. There's no, there's no further qualification than that. Whatever you do in word or deed. You see, it's not enough to say that we we gather in the name of Christ or that we are baptized in the name of Christ or that we pray in the name of Christ. Paul says that whatever we do in word or deed, we do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that means as Christians, whatever we say, we say in the name of Christ. Whatever we do, we do in The name of Christ. Everything you post on social media, you post in the name of Christ. Every website that you visit, you visit in the name of Christ. Every job that you take, you take in the name of Christ. Every word you speak to your neighbor, you speak in the name of Christ. Every piece of media, every movie that you consume, you consume in the name of Christ. Every dollar that you spend, you spend in the name of Christ. every. Paul even goes here. Every bite and drink, every piece of food that you consume, every drink that you take, you take in the name of Christ. So the Christian life, you see, it is subsumed and lived out in its entirety in and for the name this is what it means to bear god's name this is what it means to to be a christian we are named for god and so our first and highest priority should should always be to discern how our thoughts our words and our actions represent or misrepresent who god is as, as God's people, what Christians do collectively reflects who we think God is. And what we don't do also is a reflection of who we think God is. There is nothing that we do outside of the name as Christians. But what about that little phrase at the end of the third commandment, or at the first part of the commandment? "In vain." What, what does it mean to take the name of the Lord in vain? What's it teaching us to avoid? There are a lot of applications here, but I think we should pay close attention to what this commandment specifically teaches us to avoid. Is it the idea of vanity connotes the idea of, of, of emptiness, of being worthless, or phony, or pointless, uh, fleeting, without substance... That's the idea here, carrying no real weight. And Jesus gets at the heart of vanity in Matthew chapter 15, verse 7 and following. Matthew chapter 15. Listen to what he says. You hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In Vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. You see what Jesus is saying? Again, we tend to think the commandment just has to do with uttering profanities. But you can, you can actually take the name of the Lord in vain by saying and doing good things. You can take the name of the Lord in vain by doing religious things. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. <laughs> They've got a great liturgy. They say their prayers. They sing their songs. They make their confessions, but their life does not reflect me at all and Jesus calls that what it is wearing a mask hypocrisy taking God's name and misrepresenting him is an act of blatant hypocrisy it is saying one thing and doing another and that's what makes this commandment so searching and convicting because while there are degrees of hypocrisy The truth of the matter is that in some way or another, we have all been hypocrites. We have all taken the name of the Lord in vain. This commandment really hits home, doesn't it? All the commandments, if we understand their true meaning, show us our sin. But man, I'll tell you, as somebody who, who has to stand up Sunday by Sunday and and say things about God, this commandment is terrifying. It's sobering. And it should be. You you see, the third commandment isn't only broken by people who blatantly blaspheme God's name by using it as an expletive. It's broken by people like me who, who proclaim God's name while misrepresenting God by the way that I live day to day. And perhaps that's why there is this particular warning attached to the third commandment. It's the second half of verse 11. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. I, I think we need to feel the full force of that, brothers and sisters. We, we shouldn't just shrug, shrug that off. We need to feel the full force of this warning that the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes the name of the Lord in vain. God is not mocked. He's not mocked by me. He's not mocked by you. He will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So if if you think you can take the, the name in baptism only or in profession only, while you go on living however you please, you might be able to fool other people, but you cannot fool God. He knows your heart. He knows the, the difference between what comes out of here and what's in here. He knows the dif- the, 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 the distance between what you say and what you do from what you profess to believe he knows our hearts and so we need to come to terms not just the outright hypocrite but even 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 sincere believers who have taken the name who trust in the Lord Jesus Christ we we need to we we need to think about the weight of this warning in the third commandment that god will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. We need to think where this leaves us. We have all broken the commandment. We have all broken this commandment and God will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Do you see the problem? Do you see where this commandment leaves us? It's massive, the problem. Is there any hope for people who have said one thing and, and done another. Is there any hope for a hypocrite? Well, friends, this is not only where the law exposes our predicament, but it also leads us to the gospel. Because we need to remember that if you have taken the name, don't ever forget that Christ bears the name of the Lord and was given the name Jesus. A name that means the Lord is salvation. That is what his name means. You have been baptized into the name of Jesus whose name is salvation. So God will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. But don't forget that the Lord is salvation. The angel said you shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Going through a, a devotional in the mornings right now with um, some of the kids uh, over breakfast. And it's a, it's a devotional about how creation, ordered by God, shows us things about God's character. How we can see God through the lens of Scripture and the things that He has made. And one of the lessons we looked at last week talked about how God. God provides shelter and protection for all of his creatures. And so we, we thought about, even if within our own yard, how God provides nests for birds. And we have hedges that go around our house. And all this year, we've had baby bunnies coming in and out of there. They seek refuge in the hedges. And some other rabbits have dug a hole out underneath our shed, and they go underneath the shed. And and we were recognizing this is is God's providential way of providing shelter and protection for these creatures. And then the devotional turns and, and says that God provides shelter for us as well. He provides a place of safety for us. And the good news of the gospel, dear friends, is that God himself is that place of refuge. He is the one we can run to And take refuge in. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. He who runs into it is safe. Instead of despairing and disowning God's name then, we need to cry out with the psalmist. Psalm 79 verse 9. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name. For the sake of the demonstration of who you are, deliver us and atone for our sins for your name's sake. As we heard earlier this morning, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. See, we need to feel the full force of this warning, and it it ought to drive us to Jesus whose name means salvation. Jesus taught his disciples to pray in his name because this is the only way, this is the only way we can ever dare approach God. This is the only way that we we can take God's name upon our lips and bear it in our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus' name gives us blessings and privileges and access that we would not otherwise have any right to whatsoever. So I want you to imagine a couple scenarios with me for a minute. Imagine, some of us, this will be a stretch. Imagine you're college age, okay? And you've you've got some buddies in school, and it's summertime and they've decided to go on a road trip. You're not able to go with them, um, but, uh, you know, they're college students, so they're broke. And it just so happens that their their, their route takes them right by your parents' house. Well, imagine scenario one, okay? You haven't ever introduced them to your parents. You haven't told them or given them a heads up that they're going to be driving by, and these college students stop by late one night and knock on the door and don't give any reference to their relationship uh, to your son. And they say, Hey, we're 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 just looking, we're driving through and we're looking for a place to stay. Can we stay with you? And I think most people would say at that point, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no idea who you are. I I can't let you into the home. But imagine scenario number two. Your son gives you a call and says, you know, Dad, these are my best friends, and they're going to be driving through. And would it be okay for them to stay with you? And they come, and they knock on the door, and they say hello, and they greet. The, they, they they come, as it were, bearing the name of your son, saying we're good friends with him. Can we can we come in? How do you think they would be greeted? I think I think. Hopefully, they would be greeted with a warm welcome, saying, anyone who is a friend of my son's is a friend of mine. Come on in. Friends, that's the kind of access that the name of Jesus gives to us. His name gives us access into the presence of the Father because his name is precious to the Father. And anyone loved by the Son is loved by the Father in the Son. See, in Jesus' name, we don't come as strangers, but part of the family. That's that's how the Father looks upon us when we come in the name of his Son, in the name of Jesus, whose name means salvation. The Father looks at us in him. We are in Jesus. And so when the Father looks on Jesus, we need to understand this that he will never be denied. And so when the name of Jesus is sincerely taken up before the Father, it cannot be rejected or turned away. I mean, isn't that that amazing news? Isn't that tremendous news for those who have misrepresented the name of God countless times? Not a single one who takes the name of the Lord in vain will be held guiltless unless we come to God by faith in the name of Jesus who bore our guilt on the cross. His name is a strong tower and all who take refuge in him are completely safe. And in the safety of that good name, brothers and sisters, our God sends us out to bear his name, to carry his name with us wherever we go. And so whatever you do, in word or deed, do it for the glory of the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, hallowed be your name. In a moment of clarity this morning, we recognize the innumerable times we have failed in this area to bear your name rightly. So we look up and we look up and we see uh, the one who is seated at your right hand, whose name for us is salvation. And we pray that we all hear This morning would know the joy of taking refuge in him who is our strong tower. Help us now by the Holy Spirit to bear the name well in our lives increasingly as you conform us to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do this work in us, among us, for the glory of your name, for your name's sake, we pray these things. Amen.